just got out of my car. I went to get my kids. I'm out of breath. God is good. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shine.
praise. He's so good this morning. You know, there's a word in our uh, English language. The word is but, B-U-T. And it is used when, um, like there's gonna be a shift, right? Something happened, but this happened. Um, this is going on, but such and such. It's raining outside, but it's warm and dry and full of love inside this building, amen? So when you put the word God behind but, but God, that changes everything. Like that, that takes it to a whole nother level, right? And I was reading that I believe it's like 45, 50 times in the Bible, the phrase, but God, okay? So three guys stood up for their God and they were thrown into the fiery furnace, but God, okay? Daniel would not deny, thrown into the lion's den, but God, right? You see where I'm going? A group of God's people were surrounded on all sides, right? Being chased, surrounded on all sides, and they got pushed up against a huge body of water. Nowhere to go, but God made a highway through the seas, took them to safety, okay? It's a big thing. When you put something but God, like nothing before the but God matters. It doesn't even matter anymore. It's, it, it does not matter. You might have a situation in your life right now, but God, okay? It's a real thing. You're going through something, but God. Another word is if. If you will trust him, if you will seek him, if you will look to him, if you will believe, right? That but God is yours, amen? So this song, is called Oh But God.
are still moving today, God. You are the medicine, the only cure for everything I feel within. Redeeming what was lost in all shoulder 
everlasting Father, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, you're here with me, wonderful counselor, the government is resting on your shoulders. breath in, Lord God, and we breathe out all of the things. We let you have them. We trust you, God. Father, as a, a group of people, as a family of believers, as a community, we're here in this space this morning. Bringing glory and honor to your name. Father, help us in our lives to know that we can trust you. Help us in our lives to know that you are enough. You are enough, oh God. In this moment in our lives, you are enough. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He's a good God. Why don't you tell somebody how good he is before you take your seat. Yeah, go ahead and clap. Make some noise. He deserves it. He's worthy of it. You are here this morning, and God is happy about it, and we're happy about it. You know, I think God gets so excited when we just turn a little bit towards him. You know, even, I don't know where you're at right now this morning as we're worshiping. I don't know where you're at in your faith journey or in your, your heart or in your mind with your relationship with God. But I do know that when we just make a, even just a little bit of effort to show up, that God gets so excited. That he, his heart is for you and he gets so excited with just, with you just even turning a glance towards him. He loves you and cares about you so deeply. And he is happy and glad that you're here, whether you're in a seat this morning or whether you're online. He cares about you and he loves you. And so I'm glad that you're here. He's glad that you're here. We're all glad that you're here. So welcome. Uh, if you're a guest with us this morning, um, we appreciate you coming. We would love to know that you're here. We'd like to send a note of thanks. Um, also give opportunity to ask questions and that sort of thing. If you're curious about what Christian Fellowship Church is all about, um, fill out that guest card and we'll get in contact with you. Um, also for you to know the next step as a guest is what we call our start here class and it happens every second Sunday of the month so that's coming up in a little bit um, with Pastor Greg Key and just kind of a fireside chat of mission, vision, values, who we are as a church, what we believe and an opportunity for you to ask even more questions if you're curious about those types of things. And so welcome, we're glad that you're here. Also as part of worship we like to receive our, our giving, our tithes, our offerings so I'm going to call the ushers forward. Um, they're going to pass these little black buckets. And uh, if you consider yourself home here, we appreciate all that you do to give to support the mission and vision of the church and to support the values and to support the kingdom work. Amen. 
And uh, if you're a guest with us, we don't want you to feel any obligation. Um, nobody's looking at you, so it's okay if you let that bucket pass right on by. So there's no there's no pressure. But we do appreciate anything that y'all give as part of your worship to support the work of the kingdom in our community. Amen. So um, I'm going to pray and then I have a couple of quick announcements. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the worship this morning. Thank you for the artistry, the music, the songs, the lyrics, the things that inspire us and bring us hope. Thank you that we can feel your presence, that you came and made yourself known in this place this morning. Father, we give out of what you have provided for us. We give back to you something that's already yours, but God, you, we dedicate it to you. We give out of a cheerful heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Uh, couple quick announcements. Normally we have announcement video with the Broadways. Uh, Sorry, you're stuck with me this morning. Um, But it's all about next generation stuff. And so uh, it's fitting that that I would announce these things because that's kind of my, that's my alley. That's my lane. I deal with next generation students and um, uh, oversee those types of things. And so we have summer camps coming up. So I know you guys are making summer plans already. All of those dates are online on our uh, link tree. I don't know if you have that back there um, in the booth. You can throw that up there. But if you want to know the dates, I'm not going to say them because you're not going to remember them anyway. And so just go to the website. Go to the link tree. You'll get it all there. Uh, Registrations, uh, we're we're doing, there's several opportunities for camp. You can join with Young Life Wildlife or we're going to one um, locally in Denton called Move in July as well. So there's different options that may fit your schedule better. So go check those out on our website. Camp's a great opportunity for our young people to get away from their normal environment just long enough for God to do something special in their lives. I I don't know if you have ever been to a camp as a young person, but I know it was life-changing for me. And so we want to get our kids signed up and support our kids and get into these camps. And so um, coming up, you may see kids running around with little sheets, trying to fill in squares or trying to, they're trying to raise money to get to camp. It's not cheap anymore. It used to be like, I don't know, 200 bucks or something. It's like 600 now. So it's like, ugh. So it takes a family to get them there. So we'd appreciate any support there. You can help our kids get to camp. The other thing is VBX. That's coming up as well. You'll see that. uh, That's in June. Get your kids signed up for that or sign up to volunteer. And there's one other announcement. I'm going to let Corey, Pastor Corey, uh, share that announcement. Um, It's exciting and fun. And I'm just going to say you may want to get here early next Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, uh, yeah, next week is going to be very exciting. Um, guys, I am beyond thrilled to next week have with us uh, Pastor Shannon McGuire of uh, Paris New Generation Church here in, in Paris. He's actually bringing the whole, uh, his whole church over that morning to join with us. So, yes, y'all get here early. Yeah, come on, man. It's going to be an amazing time. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a good time. Um, we're going we're gonna to have a, a few of their worship team kind of joining in, helping out with us. And, uh, man, it's going to be just a great day of celebration, a great day of celebrating God together. Because that's what it's about. Unity, right? Um, so, yeah, make sure you're here next week. It's going to be just a, a really, really good, uh, man, exciting time. Um, I want to jump right into uh, the second half, the second part of our series. Uh, We've been in this series now, this is week two of Becoming, and last week's message I titled specifically, Who's God Calling? It's You. And and if you missed it, 
you can't right now. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a quick synopsis, yet you still need to go back and watch it. You need to. You need to go back and hear what it was all about, the setup. Who's God calling? It's you. We have a tendency to, to, to kind of question God's calling on our lives. Well, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a pastor. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not going, I'm not going to, you know, missions in some desolate country somewhere. I, well, and so we immediately think because we're not doing that, we then kind of remove the word call from our lives. But last week we said as followers of Christ... You and I have been chosen by God. We've been set apart. We've been empowered even to fulfill a calling. And we looked at the words of the Apostle Paul writing this from prison just because he was fulfilling his calling. He said this in Ephesians 4, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Uh, today, what I want to do, I want to title today's message, Becoming Who I'm Called to Be. Becoming Who I'm Called to Be. Again, the tendency in our lives is to think of a, a destination, an object, a place, a moment, something significant. And we think that, well, if, if, if I'm not that, if I'm not there, then I must not be. God wants for you to lead a life worthy of his calling. Scripture flat out tells that you are holy, you're set apart, chosen, called out to go into the world. Set apart so that you can go into the world to share the goodness, the grace, and the love of God. To share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's all about who you're becoming. All about who you're becoming, not about what you're doing. Becoming who I'm called to be. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, all right, we're going to try something. I know, I know. Look, next week, next week, y'all can't, can't be this dead. I didn't say why, I just said you can't be. <laughs> I'd prefer you not be this dead today. But next week, I like, mm, come, like you're gonna, you're, it's going to have to come out of you. You're going to have to say, ooh, that was good. Look, we're going we're gonna to try this. Um, just because I know you still don't believe it, somebody say, I'm called. I'm called. Somebody say, I'm called. All right. Who's called? All right. It's you. It's me. And I really pray that, like, I need to solidify that in your mind. If you're a follower of Christ, you are called. All right. I got everybody to say you're called. Now, what are you called to? <laughs> Right? And that's where we, that's where we start going, well, I'm, yeah, I'm called. To what? Look, don't set us up if you're not going to give us the answer first. 
We, we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we check ourselves out. We don't want to admit that we're called because then somebody might ask, well, what are you called to? And then what do we say? Um, Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. We, we start bumbling over our own words. We get confused about what it is we're supposed to say because we think it's somebody else's job. So we discount, we check ourselves out. And I do pray, I pray you feel the weight of what I'm saying. You are called. Because today in this message, becoming who I am called to be, I want to talk to you not, not as, as pastor to church member. That's, that's my job. You have a job you go to. Sunday mornings, I have a job I go to. I don't want to talk to you this morning as pastor to church member. I want to talk to you this morning as somebody who's called to a people who are called. That's you and I. That's both of us. That's all of us. We're called. Three things that Scripture specifically says that you and I are called to. The very first one is very simply God calls you and I to salvation. Before God ever calls you to do anything, before God ever calls you to any task, before he ever calls you even into any ministry, God calls you to himself. That right there is the greatest news ever. The maker, the creator of the heavens and the earth specifically looks down at you and calls you to himself to live in relationship with him. Scripture says that he came to call the sinners, not for the healthy. He came to call the sick into relationship with himself. That's each and every one of us. Each and every one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is our choice. Sin is us saying, God, I think that this way is better than your way. That's all sin is. Sin is just simply your choice to follow your path over his. It's simply not having faith, not trusting God. And when we choose our own path, we then discount ourselves. We check ourselves out from what God wants from us. But all the while, Scripture's clear, he is faithful and just. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He wants for you to be in relationship with him. God calls you to salvation. You are called to God. The second thing, every single one of us, we're called to salvation. Then we're called to, uh, this, is, this is a big, big Bible word. We love to say this in, in Bible school. Sanctification. Sanctification just simply means to be set apart, to be different. We use another word in scripture, in, in church, we say holy. Holy, again, the same thing. It, it means to be set apart, to be different than, to be drawn out from, different from the world in which we live, and yet still called into the world. A lot of times we get it in our mind, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm removed from the world, and so I'm going to go hide out in the church and, and do what? No. Sanctification is becoming more like Christ. It's a process. It's a daily working. It's a struggle. It, it, it's hard. But God calls us to salvation, and then he calls us to sanctification. 
And then he calls every one of us to service. God's called each and every one of us to use the unique gifts that he's given you. The gifts, the abilities, the strengths that he's placed inside of you. He wants you to use those as his church into the world. As Christians, we don't go to church. We do, semantics. But <laughs> this, this is church. This is the church. And if this is the church, then everywhere I go, I then have to walk in the confidence that I'm called in what I'm doing. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm believing. Therefore, I am now called to be God's service in that area. His ministry tool. He calls us to service. Now, it's within service. It's within service that his calling can be very specific or it might be very broad. And what ends up happening, this is, this, this is where we tend to focus. We, 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 know that, we know that we're called to salvation. We believe that. And, and we've even heard the word of God. Yes, we're called to be holy. So sanctification, we get it. But it's this, it's this service part. It's this, does God call me? There's a passage Whatever you do, whatever it is, whether it's in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Right, church? Look, it's, it's in whatever it is that you do. That's, that's just what you do. This is just what I do. But who am I becoming? See, that takes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That takes it all. It, it's a working. It's, it's a changing. It's becoming. Whatever you do, however you serve, wherever you are, do it for Christ. He calls you first to himself. Then he calls you to be transformed. He calls you to engage. He calls you to use the gifts that he's put inside of you to make a difference in this world. Every one of you, every one of you, if you're a follower of Christ, you've been called to salvation, you've been called to sanctification, and you have been called to service. There you go. Now you can answer it. All right. Here's, here's, here's another area. This is why we had our last series, why we've flown into this series, because what ends up happening is the devil comes at you, and he knows that if he can't destroy you, then all he really has to do is discourage you. If he can't trip you up, all he's got to do is discourage you. And right now, I think that's where so many people are. Worn out. Physically drained, emotionally strained, tired, weary. Just, just worn out with life. And, and we, don't even have, we don't even have an excuse anymore. Before, we could, we could throw around, uh, COVID's just got us all in the funk. But now we know, look, COVID's passed. What's your problem? 
but it does. We, we're in this funk at times. And this is where the questions start to rise. I mean, am, am I ready? Sure, yeah, I, I was called to salvation, maybe, maybe even sanctification. God, I'm trying, but service, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I know enough. I don't know that I can do enough. I don't know that I'm ready. I don't know that I'm capable. I don't know that I'm even good enough, God. And it's at that moment that most start doubting that they are called. They start doubting their calling. Or, or you might believe that, that you're called to salvation, your sins are forgiven, and yet you just can't embrace it's that, it's that service. The voices will tell you you're not ready. Every voice out there will tell you you don't know enough about the Bible. But when you look at who God calls to salvation, when you look throughout Scripture at who God first calls to salvation, then to sanctification, and also then to service every time, every single time, every time. Are you ready? Every time he chooses those who are untrained. Every time he chooses those who appear unqualified, those who even look unprepared. Ooh, that's a, that's a good hallelujah amen part. If you recognize that that's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Look, that's you. That's you. He calls those who are untrained. He calls those that we would call spiritual nobodies. He calls those to make a spiritual significant impact. God doesn't call the prepared. He prepares the called. It's becoming who I'm called to be. And look, this, this, this should be such amazing news for each and every one of you. Like this, you should relish in this notion, in this idea. Becoming who I'm called to be. You don't have to have it all together. God doesn't call you when you're perfect and when you know it all. Instead, he prepares you along the way. But... But it starts with being called to salvation, being drawn to the goodness, the grace of God. And then, and then it's when you recognize that you've been called to salvation. It's when you recognize that even though I was, even though I was such a wretch, even though I was such, even though I was, that he still called you and you're forgiven by God. Not not forgiven by, by any of my own merit, not forgiven by anything that I've done, not forgiven by anything that you could do. Completely and utterly, solely by the grace of God. And then recognizing as well that, that he loves you as you are, he comes and, and he wants you to daily then be transformed. The, the salvation then comes into the sanctification. It's the grace, the, the mercy of what he did for me that then creates the desire in my heart to be different. 
to be who he says I already am, to be who he says he sees already in me, even though I look in the mirror and I know that's not who I am yet. He says, I've called you righteous. I've called you my son. I've called you mine. At what point in time do we look in the mirror and recognize that's me? Everything else, everything else is a front. Everything else is a front. So when you recognize all of that, you realize as well that serving is not an option. You're compelled to do it. You're called to it. It's in the sanctification. It's in this moment where he's changing you from the inside out that all of a sudden as he, as he changes you, you step into your call to serve. That does not mean does not mean that you have to be a preacher, that you have to be a missionary to desolate wherever. That's not what that means. What that means is that you recognize that you're called to serve where God has placed you. So, so that's it. That's at my workplace. Uh-huh. It's at my school. What about, what, about that, what about that one hour and I'm the only one and, and, and so I'm the only one, God, I, there's, there's me and then there's my workout time at the gym with all these other people that I don't know. Whoo, what about now? Who's God called into that moment? I mean, I don't, I don't go to the gym. I wouldn't, I'm not saying you. You might go to the gym. You, <laughs> that might be your hour. Where's God called you? I don't know. Where are you going next? You're called to serve wherever you are, whatever it is that you do. You do it for the glory of God. You're becoming who you were called to be. And then unabashedly, guys, you're called by God to salvation. You can stand in that confidence. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to show you his love. And then because of that, you recognize he's calling you to be different. He sets you apart. He's, he's calling you to be holy, to be different, sanctified. And then you recognize and you revel in the joy that he's called you to serve him. Now, understanding, understanding that you are called, right? Everybody here now knows you're not just saying I'm called. You know you're called, right? If you're a follower of Christ, say, I am called. I'm called. Uh, saying it with a little bit of confidence now. All right. All right, here we go. I want to give you two qualities of calling. Two qualities, and then we'll call it a day. The first quality, uh, the first thing about calling is that your calling will always cost you. This is hard. It hurts. Saul, Saul, Saul has this amazing moment. Later on, we know Saul is the Apostle Paul. He, he has this amazing moment with God where he's walking along the road to Damascus, this bright light. God reveals himself, and, and Saul falls off and, and just sits there in, in awe of this God. He had previously been traveling the country to kill, persecute Christians. And now that God is saying, why, Saul? Are you persecuting my people? 
I mean, Saul has this amazing moment and then is called by God, right? I mean, we're talking Paul who goes on to write, what, most of the New Testament. I mean, like there's got to be some book deals. If God's working this out, like if my word is going to be this good, like come on, there's got to at least be some Twitter followers. I mean, I'd like to see a little bit of YouTube revenue streaming in because of all the likes, but hey, all right, I'll take a couple book deals. Let's do it. Paul. God sent a messenger uh, when, when, when God revealed himself to Saul. Saul was blinded. He goes into this other town, and, and God sent a messenger to go visit Saul to tell him that he was called. And this was the word to Ananias that God gave to go tell Saul. Said this in Acts 9. Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. Right? Right? Book deals. Ooh, I like it. And then I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Y'all ain't going to be too quick to say amen there. Come on. Saul, you're called to preach the gospel. You're called to be the man who takes my word to the Gentiles. Before, it was only considered uh, able or available for Israel, for my people. But now, now it's you. Saul, it's you. You're going to be the one that takes my word to everybody else. And I'm going to show you how much it's going to cost you. Calling costs. I've, I've found in life that God will quite often use our deepest pain to launch our greatest calling. Each and every one of you, you need to hear that you're called and, and it comes with a cost. Like you're you're going to be misunderstood at times. There's going to be people that are going to criticize you falsely. You'll be laughed at, scorned, you'll face spiritual attacks. There's a blessing, there's no doubt, there's a blessing, but there's also a cost. God never promises it'll be easy. In fact, the, the biggest hindrance to the call of God on people's lives is most typically comfort. If God calls you, it's going to take faith. Calling always costs. But, number two, calling always costs, but calling also always sustains. It carries you. It, it keeps you going. You look at the apostle Paul, who we just read. This is Saul, now Paul. This is the man who carried the gospel to the Gentiles, how did he endure it? How did, how did he, how did Paul remain faithful? How did he not grow discouraged? When they falsely criticized him, when they brought false accusations against him, when, when he's just simply serving the Lord and he's thrown in prison, when, when he's following God and snakes are jumping out of fires to bite him. God, where are you now? How did Paul remain faithful? Beaten over and over and 
over again, left for dead. How did he stay true to Jesus when all of that was going on, when, when even friends would betray him? The answer is Paul didn't finish the race because he was competent. Paul didn't finish the race because he was able. Paul didn't finish the race because of any strength or merit of his own. Paul finished because he was called. Your calling will sustain you. I'm praying today that some of you recognize that you are God's chosen instrument. Into whatever environment that you walk yourself into. You are God's tool. God's chosen, called ambassador to that moment. The moment you step into your calling, you'll have to step out of your comfort. It will cost you along the way. But it will sustain you. It will sustain you. In Philippians 3, verses uh, 12 through 14, the Apostle Paul, he says this. And look, sometimes this is, this is what it takes. You just, you just need to kind of set your mind to it and lean into it. I don't mean to say that I already have achieved these things or, or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection. You see, it's becoming. It's pressing on. It's, it's stepping forward. It's leaning in. I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Whew. Sometimes you just need to forget what was and start looking forward to what is. Paul says, straining, looking forward to what is ahead, I press on. It's becoming, it's a process. It's reaching the end of the race and receiving the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. He's simply saying, I kept the faith, I finished the race because I'm called to do it. You're called to salvation. The greatest, the greatest gift this world has ever seen, this world will ever know. The greatest gift that you can't earn, something you will never deserve. It's simply the forgiveness of sins from Jesus Christ. Then you're called to be set apart, sanctified. It's, it's more about who you're becoming more than the do, you're becoming like Christ. And, and you are called to service. To ministry, to make a difference in this world, guys. It's, it's you who are called. You who are a light. It's you who are an ambassador for God. It's you who then offer hope. It's you who offer hope in a world of darkness. It's, it's you who shine light into When someone's hurting, it's, it's you who has the answer. When somebody is, is far from God, it's, it's you who helps connect them back. 
It's you. When, when there's a need, it's you. It's you that has access to the very heart of God. You have access and can boldly walk into the throne room of grace and ask God for anything. When there's a need, it's you who can go before God and ask him for it. Scripture says that God has given you the ministry of reconciliation. Restoring. I mean, it really sounds cool. Ministry of reconciliation. Like, I need that on a business card. But all it really is is just recognizing that relationships are so important. Recognizing that your relationship to God is so, so, so important. But then recognizing as well that he's placed people around you. And just as important as your relationship here is understanding the relationships that he's put here. Because it's this that then creates them following him. Man, it's important. You're called to service. There's a lot of people who feel distant from God, I think. Situations, circumstances. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people whose spiritual rhythms have been thrown off kilter. And it's, it's hard to get back in the habit. It's hard to find that desire, that, that want to sometimes. But check this out in Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Very clearly says God's gift, his call, which we know each and every one of you have. God has a call for you. God's gift, God's call can never, never be withdrawn. Another version says is irrevocable. That means that God's call on your life, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, no matter how far you think you've run, God's call on your life cannot be annulled. It cannot be dismissed. It cannot be discarded. It cannot be thrown away. It cannot be, it's yours. God's call on your life cannot be removed. I'm going to call to ask the, the band to go ahead and come up. I want them to play on, on the bridge of that new song. That's... Man, a beautiful, beautiful moment. But as they come up, listen here, guys. This is, your calling, your calling will cost you. No doubt about it, your calling will always cost you. But more than I can even begin to tell you, you can stand in confidence because your calling will also sustain you. Every time it will sustain you. Don't let what you see, don't let what you hear all around you create in you a a step away from God's calling on your life. Don't let the discouraging voices talk you out of what you have been uniquely created for. God's created you to accomplish something here and now. Don't I I, I don't want to set that up like you're looking for some big moment. I'm setting that up like you just walk out of here with the confidence that God's got it. Because as you then follow him, as you recognize he's called you, as you then recognize as well that he's called you to salvation, then to sanctification, also then to service, you recognize that every step along the way is your calling. Every step along the way, you're doing it for his glory. You're sharing people about him. 
See, it's when you do that, then all of a sudden, the little moments become the big moments. The big moments, they can be insignificant because, because it's, it's these minute moments that all of a sudden create just these magical, these monumental moments. It's faith. It's trusting God. Every step along the way, it's becoming who you were created to be. Will it be difficult? I'm going to read this verse, Paul again writing. He says this. We're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down even, but not destroyed. You see, your calling will sustain you. You were called to salvation, called to sanctification, and called to serve. Don't let the world talk you out of your calling because you and I are the church of God. And as such, we're called to shine his light into the world. I'm going to close just a a little bit differently this morning. I want to invite everybody to go ahead and stand with me. I'm going to read a, a, a passage this morning, and and that's going to be my my closing prayer. Because again, this morning, and I I pray, I pray that you're holding on to the, the depth and the brevity of what this is. This is somebody who's called of God speaking to a people who are called of God. His chosen people, his royal priesthood, his holy nation, set apart by God to make a difference in this world. To bring about change. As I close in prayer, 2 Thessalonians 1.11, Paul says this. So we keep on praying for you. And this is my prayer over you this morning. It's asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. God, not based on our own efforts. Not not based on, on anything else, but solely by the power of God recognizing that we've been chosen, we've been called, set apart for salvation, for sanctification, for service. Asking God to enable us to live a life worthy of his call. May he give us the power to accomplish all the good things that your faith prompts you to do. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word, for your truth, Lord God, for what you're doing right now, even here in people's lives. No matter, Lord God, the hurt, the despair, the discouragement that they may be currently walking in, Father, we we put our eyes on you. Today, we make a choice, Lord God. We throw away the past, everything behind, all the whys, all the questions, Lord God. Uh, we, we, We set them aside and we look to you, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith, God, and we say, here I am, use me. God, you've called me to salvation, and I thank you for such a gift. Lord Jesus, I pray that that it would be your power, that it would be your strength that would reveal sanctification in me, Lord, that you would continue to work day in and day out, Lord God, and as you're working in me, Father, that I would allow you to work through me. To Father, to, to be of service to the people around. God, we thank you. 
And Lord, I do pray this morning that you would, would give these people, that you would give your church, Father, the power to accomplish all the good things, Father, that their faith prompts them to do. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, guys. Y'all lift up a shout to the Lord. Woo! God bless you guys. Y'all have a wonderfully blessed Sunday afternoon. Remember, but God. Come on.